Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hello there, Wellness Wednesday listeners. This is Helen Nguyen, yours truly host of our 3W podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. So grateful for every time you tune in to a new episode. Today we have as our guest speaker, this amazing young woman who is adorable, by the way, and she's so cute. I want to put her in my pocket. And her name is Tenny Larson. Hi, Tenny. Hi. Hi. And she's going to just share her experience finding accessible health care around our UW campus. She's a UW student currently. We're just been chatting about our educational experience from the University of Washington. Would love to learn more about you, Tenny. So let's, let's dive in. You are a uh, sophomore going into your junior year yep going into my junior year two years down (laughs) okay how is that feeling it's really crazy that two years has already passed yeah it feels like yesterday that my parents (laughs) dropped me off at college it's really weird and now I live up here full time and I'm in my major and it's just everything's becoming really real yes (laughs) and two years left to go trying to like treasure every single moment of it oh because I know I'm already gonna miss it (laughs) so sweet i still have nightmares about finals oh yeah no no i have sweat dreams about it like i'll wake up and i'm like panicking and i'm like it's summer you don't have to take a final it's okay (laughs) it's okay i think i've been out of college for close to like 12 years now and i still have like in the middle of the night wake up going i didn't study for my (laughs) final my husband's like Dude, you don't have to study for anything. So kudos to you for sticking it out. Thank you. You are going to do great and fine. And what is your major? So I'm a public health, global health major, BA, and then my minor is bioethics and humanities. Wow. So I'm just trying to combine those two and hopefully go into hospital administration as my goal. Maybe do some policy work within there. That's why I kind of wanted to minor in bioethics because I felt like that was a good addition to the public health major. You can Mm -hmm. take some really cool classes for it too. So that's kind of the direction I'm headed right now. Yeah. 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 We were just chatting before we started recording about how I had no idea hospital administration was like a thing you can learn. (laughs) Personally, I would have really loved and have been interested in hotel management. That's like a thing too. I know. Very cool. I know. And our listeners know how bossy and control freaky I am. (laughs) I would have really ruled the hotel management. I think you would have too. I think so too. Yeah. So you're going to have to forgive my pronunciation of this. So one of the questions is like, how did you find out about us and what is your involvement with the Panhellenic Association? Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is like a thing with sororities. Yeah, on it's campus, kind right? of 
it's like the governing body for the 17 NPH C sororities, so mm. National Panhellenic Conference sororities on campus. So we have, I think, we have 17 traditional sororities and then one engineering sorority that we've adopted into our Panhellenic. So How they join cool. us. It's super cool. Yeah. They can join us and then they get all the benefits from being in Panhellenic too, which is really cool. So mm-hmm. I found out about 3W actually from one of my best friends because, I, yeah, one of my best friends, I was kind of in the need of an appointment real quick. Yeah. I couldn't get an appointment anywhere else, couldn't find anything. And she's like, well, do you know about 3W? And I said, where's that? What is that? (laughs) Tell me more, please. And so she's like, it's this little clinic that's down on 45th. Just go make an appointment call. You'll get an appointment sometime within the week and you can Mm. go. And so that's how I found out about you guys in the first place. And I've been going here ever since just because it's convenient and accessible, a lot easier than making other appointments. And then... I was thinking I got into Panhellenic and I'm the community engagement chair. So mm-hmm. my main responsibilities are scholarship mm-hmm. for our whole Panhellenic system and then health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is kind of just to – I feel like there are a lot of resources out there. People mm-hmm. just don't know about them. Yes. So my whole job is kind of bridging that gap between mm-hmm. people and, like, the resources and connecting them. So yes. I was like, this would be a great opportunity to have them come in and speak to all our Panhellenic members and kind of give them another resource and opportunity that's not on campus that they can go to. Mm -hmm. And I had you guys come to campus Mm -hmm. and give that presentation, and I shared the slides with our whole Panhellenic community, and people still come up to me and say thank you for it. Like, thank you guys for coming in. They thought it was a really great presentation. Lots of girls in my own house go there now, and Mm -hmm. so or go here now. And so it's been really cool working with you guys, and I feel like it's actually had a really big impact on our community, which has been really cool. Thank you so much yeah. um, for just just saying what you just said and that affirmation. You know, when when my friend and I started this clinic uh, when we were 25 as students on the U, we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> um, but that was our that was our dream is to have you know students be able to access resources that we weren't able to access on campus. You know, being being a student at the UW for six years, I completely have so many personal experience navigating the healthcare system and how difficult that can be. We live in one of the wealthiest cities with like yeah. medical resources at our fingertips, and yet it is still so difficult to access good healthcare. Mm-hmm. And why is that? And what is that? Right? And like the UW has a whole <laughs> medical has a whole yeah. hospital, and on campus we have Hall Health. Mm-hmm. And my personal experience with Hall Health has always been very difficult and tumultuous and just a very difficult system to navigate. I don't know if that's been your experience, Tenny. Like, yeah, I, I mean, definitely agree with that. Yeah, no, no shade to Hall Health, yeah. but like sometimes I'm like, I get it. We're students, but we shouldn't be treated like we're subpar patients. That was our that was mine and my friend's experience. Um, and I remember like being very judged for some of my medical decisions and not be being taken seriously and being heard as a student because it was very like you're a student we're gonna dismiss yeah your needs mm-hmm. and that's why like we really felt this this call and this need to create yes a very small clinic in in big 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 Seattle but but reclaiming what it means like what real reproductive health care means yeah and I hope that's been your experience. Yeah. <laughs> 
yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Whole health is it's interesting because they tell us all about it and they mm-hmm. really push for you to go to Hall Health, mm-hmm. but it's so hard because there's just so many students on this campus and it just doesn't really have the capacity sometimes to deal with that many students dealing with different medical issues all the time. I remember Mm -hmm. the first time I tried to call to get an appointment because I had had a cold or cough for three weeks. I was on hold for like four hours. And in that time, I could have gone to urgent care or (laughs) done something else. Just go to Indigo. Exactly. So I think it's sometimes hard just because of the volume of students they have and they just don't have enough people to really focus on all their different patients. And Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of experiences with friends where they just go get something that's a quick fix, but then they end up having to go back to the doctor anyway. And it's just more of like a temporary fix thing. Yeah. And then on top of that, the I think the hardest thing is for out-of-state students because they Mm. don't accept a lot of insurances. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's been the main issue with people trying to access Hall Health is that Mm. they don't take everyone's insurance, especially people from California have a really hard time having their insurance matched there. So... I don't know if that's just California in general, but um, yeah. those people have a hard time being insured there, so they can't even go there in the first place. You have your one free visit a yeah. quarter or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then if you need anything more than that, it's kind of you're on your own. Yeah. So I think that's probably their biggest problem, too. It's just they don't have the capacity and they don't accept everyone's insurance, so it's mm-hmm. not super accessible to everyone. I would say for... Washington State residents, it's definitely more accessible just because mm-hmm. they accept a lot of Washington State insurances. But yeah, um, there's a lot of out-of-state students on campus and a yes. lot of international, international students yeah. on campus. Yeah, So I think that's kind of one big problem that our campus is having with Hall Health at the moment. Yeah. Have you guys given them that feedback? Because I know when I was a student, that was something that was still a, yeah. a big problem and I, I remember you know that one free visit like savoring it until yeah. I was like dying <laughs> exactly to then be like oh, I'm going to use this card now mm-hmm. you know it's like okay is this yeah. is this warrant of the free if free visit exactly. or should I save it until like my arm's about to fall off and exactly. then I need to go so yeah. um yeah have you guys voice this opinion on you know uh, with Hall Health and what has been their response or No response. Yeah, we haven't really reached out to them, I feel like, as a student body Mm -hmm. well enough. I know Mm -hmm. that they have a student-led commission Mm -hmm. because Panhellenic and I worked with them on Mm -hmm. a couple different projects last year. Mm -hmm. And it was... It was great working with them, but even the committee was overrun. Like, I was working with the one girl, and she's like, we just have no help. Like, it's just me doing all this work. So I'm so thankful for Panhellenic to come and help out with these things. But I think they're just lacking in people people at all right now. It's just they just don't have enough students wanting to be involved, Mm -hmm. enough doctors wanting to be involved. So I think they just have so much going Going on on right now yeah Yeah. so with your like with your background in public health why do you think it's so important for women to have access to accessible health care I think mainly it's important just because women have been so devalued Mm -hmm. in our whole history Mm -hmm. and I mean we've been learning a lot about this in public health that Mm -hmm. All these textbooks that are still in med schools are meant for white cis men. Mm -hmm. Like all the Mm -hmm. techniques and everything that they're teaching about is 
catered towards white cis men. It's not Mm -hmm. catered towards women, Mm -hmm. not catered towards people of color. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to bridge that gap right now because Mm -hmm. it's important that women have access to all these healthcare issues. I mean, we experience so much and so much of it is undervalued and we're not Mm -hmm. taken seriously. Mm -hmm. Like personally, there's been so many times where I've gone to different doctors and explained my needs and tried to get the help that I needed. Mm -hmm. And there's just been no help right. for me. They or just like don't dismiss. Yeah, just dismiss. Don't take me seriously. Mm-hmm. Not that big of a deal, you mm-hmm. know. So, oh yeah. Don't you love yeah. it when they say that? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really hurt that bad. Yeah. It's it's not really you mustn't really not be feeling that. Yeah. So um I think it's really important just because yeah. we've been so devalued. Yeah. All this time, it's important that we have all the things we need to like live the life that everyone else is living that men yes. are living yes the yeah. care that they're getting we yeah. should be having the same care for us especially mm-hmm. just because our needs are so specific and important mm-hmm. that i feel like there should be a more push to mm-hmm. ha- have accessible health care for us too so yeah yeah i mean that's exactly what my friend and i felt when we were you know young women and we we're like surrounded by all these medical resources supposedly mm-hmm. but none of them would spend time to really get down to the root problem you know your yeah. typical doctor's appointment these days is like what 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. and it's being constrained by insurance it's being constrained by the provider being pressured by the higher ups to see x number of patients a day and so when we set out to create 3w we really wanted to create a space for women to just breathe. Like just getting to know our medical provider for the first half an hour is so important Mm -hmm. because just like when you go to a new counselor, you are both feeling each other out. Like, is this going to be a good fit? Is this the right person to take care of my mental health? Mm -hmm. And so we really approached women's healthcare and reproductive healthcare in that type of vein of like, let's get to know the provider because she might not, he or she might not be the right person Mm -hmm. or like not have the right knowledge or education in that, in that area that I need. Then I could feel like I had some say and direction instead of someone in this like white lab coat telling me just take this medication and it will go away. It's like, wait, but what is that medication going to do to my body? Yeah, exactly. I want to know. Right. Cause that's, informed consent like yeah. <laughs> that should be something we should request mm-hmm. what's your pulse from being a student on campus being a woman like how is the university system or healthcare system that you that you're seeing as a public health student and navigating that how has that been approaching women's health and what are some misconceptions that you're seeing spread on campus or or about like women's healthcare in general i think the biggest misconception is that a lot of people feel like you're going to be judged for going or Mm. you're going to be judged for going to get an STI test or going Mm. to take a pregnancy test or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a huge misconception. We are so pro for that on campus. Like that is, especially in Panhellenic, I feel Mm. like, like everyone in my house is very much open about it. We have like Mm -hmm. very good, honest conversations about Mm -hmm. what's going on in our life and our health and things like that. Mm -hmm. Even just last, I guess last quarter, Mm -hmm. I made these little goodie baskets for each one of the houses that had like condoms and pregnancy tests in there. And then everyone just put them in their bathroom and then they were there for everyone to use. And it was like a kind of a judgment free thing. Mm. We got a lot of good feedback from it. So I Mm -hmm. think 
the number one misconception is that you're going to be judged for Mm -hmm. taking care of your health. Yeah. Like that's the most important thing. And we really try to stress that. That's why all of our houses have health and wellness chairs within their houses too. Mm -hmm. So you have someone to go to to talk to about these things or that's encouraging you to like lead a healthy life and get health, good health care and access to health care. I think other misconceptions on campus Like I said before, it's the resources are in one place and the people are in the other and they just don't they don't ever interact with each other. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people just don't know the different resources we have on campus because there are good resources that UW does provide, especially now. Yes. Like most recently, they just voted to put different kinds of plan B pills and the Mm -hmm. vending machines outside of Hall Health. So you can Mm go get a plan B in the vending machine and leave. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. people don't know where they are or how to use them or mm-hmm. that they exist at all. So, so there's a lack of education. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that yeah. they tell they tell you Hall Health, Hall Health, Hall Health, but they don't tell you any of the other resources huh. that they have on campus, which is crazy because yeah. there is a lot of other resources. And yeah. I feel like especially for Panhellenic, there's a ton of resources for our members that mm-hmm. we really try to push out there. Like, between me and my previous, the people in my position previously, we have this huge comprehensive list of every single resource on campus that we update every quarter and we send it out every quarter just mm-hmm. so people have the information if they were to need it for any reason. Yeah. And I think the general population of UW doesn't have that, someone yeah. sending that to them and telling them. Yeah. And so they just don't know where to go hmm. when they need something. So that's a really good point that you're making is like I had very much similar to your experience. I had no idea what to tap into as a as a student. Yeah. We were always told to go to Hall Health or to UW Med yeah. when we had any medical issues. But it was like, OK, but my experience wasn't great. So I'd like other options. And what would that look like? So from what I understood when I pushed back on on that was when we opened 3W, we really wanted to collaborate with Hall Health mm-hmm. and be a resource to women on campus because I mean, let's face it, we can't we can't do everything. You know, we can't deliver babies yeah. and do stuff like that. But we can, because of the focus that we have on women's health is very specialized, we're able to like really hyper-focus on that, that specific topic or that specific mm-hmm. issue that maybe Hull Health is not able to fully embrace because, like you said, they're being bombarded by 50,000 students, yeah. <laughs> which is a lot, right? And what I found out is one of the policies that they have is they will not endorse, will not endorse a place like 3W on campus. Really? Yes. And one of the things they said was it will be confusing for students to collaborate with a community resource like ours. Huh. And That's I'm like, and I'm like, so you're saying that your your students will be confused. <laughs> so are you telling your students are not very smart to know yeah. like where to navigate? Like mm-hmm. even putting a brochure, like a 3W yeah. brochure in, in Hall Health. They would not allow us. Isn't that interesting? That's really. In- you think they would want to do that? They That's just. What I mean. ha- they're so overrun, and they yes. can't see as many patients. Yes. As they would like to, so I would feel like that would like lift some of the burden off of yes. them. Yes. And but we, that's, we even said huh. like we can't do everything, so we were mm-hmm. we'd be more than happy to send patients your way when yeah. we can't yeah. do X, Y, or Z. So let's work collaboratively, and it's never been something they want to 
do. That's really interesting. I had no idea that yeah. they had that policy. Yeah. That'd be super interesting to look into that further. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. A very, a very interesting kind of like they've kept us at an arm's length mm-hmm. kind of situation. And quite frankly, in my opinion, that's cutting off a resource for women on campus yeah. that could look for a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, you know, it's it's such an honor that you said that, you know, your friend recommend us because word of mouth is like a big way we advertise, a yeah. big way that we get the word out about what we're doing. But that endorsement is so important to us because it it makes it lets me know that we did something right. <laughs> and that your friend that you trust your friend mm-hmm. enough to come in here and and get served and, yeah. and was able to receive health care. I hope the way that yeah. you wanted it to look like. And yeah, I and mean, when we talk about misconceptions, like just because we don't provide certain services because we're limited by our nonprofit mm-hmm. license, like every time we add a new service, like the ability to our liability insurance like increases. Yeah. We're a hundred percent donor funded. Mm-hmm. So we have to be really, really careful what what types of services we provide. And there's this misconception on campus about about who we are. And like before we started recording, I mentioned to you that there's a survey right now circulating a- across campus that says, don't go to 3W, it's a fake clinic. And I just want to pick your brain and see, like, how would you respond to someone that says that? <laughs> I just don't know where they would even get that information. I'm so confused about that. Yeah. I get it. They're looking out for students because there are there are clinics that aren't genuine. Sure. But do your research. Like, yes. Look into it. Like, come become a yeah, patient. Yeah. And just experience come look, it. Come ask. Like, find out for yourself. Don't just spread harmful information that could have yeah. been helpful to someone else. That's just. Isn't that weird? I just don't know how that would even start. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, it's like a big, it's like a thing that we're constantly being like kept at an arm's length from campus and i'm an alumni you know that is so weird i'm an alumni we have a crap ton of volunteers yeah. that are students from campus lauren our operational manager yeah, she was an adp Sor- yeah sorority yeah. girl yeah alumni That's- dr Ru- dr rutherford yeah. got her medical degree from the uw and yet we're constantly just nope you guys can't. What, do they not trust their own education uh, that's or something? What, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, if you if you trust that you're teaching your students to have critical thought, yeah, then if it's a fake clinic or a real clinic, let them decide that for themselves, right? Yeah. They should be able to critically think like that wasn't oh uh, that was a weird experience. Never coming back there again. But you know, just just you coming back and telling your story and. It, it means the world to us, Tenny. Yeah, of course. Thank I mean, you so much. It really did help m- our members and our community 100%. It gave them another place to go to yeah. and gave them another resource when other resources yeah. weren't available to them. And yeah. so they've really enjoyed being able to come here and have that other resource. I've heard yeah. firsthand from so yeah. many people, whether that's in my own sorority or outside of my sorority. So Yeah, yeah. We need to give you guys megaphones. <laughs> So more people know. Yeah. Because, yeah, we, you know, we get these, we, you know, um, you know, we get the, we get news, we get insight, insider news about these 
misconceptions about who we are. And so and so it makes us like it makes me kind of sad. Like, yeah. what the heck? You've never please come in. Yeah, like, just if we, look. <laughs> like if we did something wrong, like just tell us, you know, um, and we'll fix it or we'll yeah. try to improve. But please don't prevent other people from the accessible care that we've yeah. tried really, really hard to create. You know, we don't take insurance. We mm-hmm. try to get you in the week of, even the day of. Yeah. And we're, hopefully we're meeting you where you're at. And that's, we just want to love on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as your healthcare provider. So what do you think is your primary message to those of those listeners out there that ran across the survey or or has has trouble accessing good health care in this area? What What's your one message to a young woman that's feeling pretty discouraged right now? I would say just go look. Go look at all your resources. Go to mm-hmm. your friends. Go to people you trust. Mm-hmm. Go to other members of your community that you know and really do research about alternative resources that are mm-hmm. on and off campus because mm-hmm. they're there for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. They're hiding, but mm-hmm. they're there. Yeah. And if you if you give it a look, you'll find other places that you can go to that you can trust, that you can eventually recommend to other people just mm-hmm. like I've found through my friends. Mm-hmm. So my yeah. message would would be just look into things and do your research mm-hmm. and find other places cuz there are other places that exist. Like I guarantee it 100% you'll find other resources. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How important was it for you to access something immediate when it, you needed it? Yeah. It was so important. Yeah. I was so worried and anxious and yeah. I couldn't get an appointment anywhere and Planned yeah. Parenthood didn't take my insurance. Mm-hmm. Hall Health I couldn't get on the phone mm-hmm. and my friend was like, "Well, just go here. Mm-hmm. You'll get an appointment this week." And I go, "What do you mean? I can't get an appointment anywhere. <laughs> How would I get an appointment this week?" <laughs> And she's like, just try it. I I promise. Call them. And I called and there was an appointment the next day. (laughs) And I went and it was I've had so many bad experiences, especially Mm. with women's health care, with different gynecologists and doctors. And so when I came here and they sat me down and like talked about my health and my experiences and what I was looking Mm -hmm. for, Mm -hmm. they really took that into consideration. And I felt really safe and like that anxiety Mm. and burden had just gone yeah. away yeah yeah so and that's it was like nice. half of it right yeah when you're in like a crisis situation or when you're like do i ha-? like i just webbed md this yeah oh my gosh <laughs> exactly you know and you're just like Whoa, it's just yeah. getting worse mm-hmm. i've drawn a circle around yep. it. it's gone beyond that circle now and mm-hmm. it's like what is this it's comforting it's comforting yeah. to just be like Thank you so yeah, much for so acknowledging, much just listening to you, yeah. and really taking into account what you have to say, which is yeah. definitely a new experience, or mm-hmm. was for me at least. So, well, yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for coming back and telling your story and sharing your experience, and and I hope that more people, more women, more just just more people out there give give us a shot yeah. to to be able to serve them because that's what we're here to do, and our donors just oh my gosh. We sent out like that video that you made for us the other day and they just were like, who is she? And she's adorable. Um, oh, stop it. <laughs> no, it makes like, because you so so many of the times our our donors give so generously, mm-hmm. but they don't get to see the person that they're impacting. Right. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference when someone like you comes back and give us this endorsement, give us this feedback. We know we're not perfect. We know there's a lot of things we could continue to grow and do. But in that moment of time, we were able to walk alongside you in your healthcare, And that is exactly what our donors are like. 
that's what we want to hear. That's what we support. So I hope you know that there are (laughs) so many anonymous people out there who care about (laughs) you and your health care and just want to love on you Mm -hmm. um, and make sure you're you're just good and well and continue to be this kick-ass public health student. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. They're just, there are people that are proud of you that you don't even know. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. super fun to come back. I love thank doing you. this kind of stuff. <laughs> for more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide, book an appointment, or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.